episode 192, Diversifying My Identity. This is the Ericast for the week of July 22, 2012. From Ericast.com. Welcome to the Ericast. If I have learned anything in the past couple minutes, it's that the phrase diversifying my identity is very difficult to pronounce. But if that's the only thing that comes with this podcast, at least I've learned something new and, and you got to listen along. Thank you for listening to the Aircast. I'm your host, Eric Larson, 206-393-7422, that listener feedback line. You know the one. Um, the one that apparently Matt called, but see, here's the deal. After last week, I, I kind of tied, last, after last episode, um, misspoke, uh, we're going to talk about it not being weekly. After the last episode, I kind of tidied up my stuff and I said, okay, next week. June 17, I'll put in the call for Matt, and I'll, I'm all set, all good. Yeah, yeah, that didn't exactly happen. So then I was really, to be honest, maybe overly honest, but I'm an honest kind of guy, I was kind of depressed and thinking, man, I've just let the year slip by, and I'm never going to hit 200 episodes within this calendar year, and isn't that awful? And then I sat down and I decided, I am going to do this, and I realized... It's only like mid-July. I mean, the the year is barely half over, so I've got almost the entire half year left of 2012. So I really should be able to get another eight episodes out, hopefully. And then what I've been wondering is, should I stop at episode 200? So let me know on that. 206-339-3742. This is kind of like the, the rallying cry to all the listeners who never call. Just to find out, I really, because if I'm only podcasting for Matt and Chad... Gosh, I mean, 15 minutes a month, I could just call them up personally, chat with them, give them a personal update on life, and that'd be it, you know? So, I I know there are more of you out there. I know I'm sounding like the radio disc jockey and 3 a.m. in Peoria saying, The phone lines are open, call now for tickets! Hoping that somebody calls so that they know if anyone's out there. But come on, cut me some slack, throw me a bone, let me know that you're out there. Anyway, um... One of my podcast challenges through the years has been, hey, what what is the point of my podcast? What What is my niche? If you go back into the archives, you will find um, many, 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 many years ago, many years ago, that as an actual topic, the what's my niche question, because it was all about niche marketing and find your, you know, what you are. And brand yourself, all about personal branding, etc. And then Garrick Van Buren called. Garrick Van Buren was like really big in like the the initial Minnesota podcast world. And then I I was kind of worried that he dropped completely off the map. And then I just heard from Patrick Roan um, with his podcast Enough. So if you want to look that up, excellent podcast. If you listen to only one other podcast besides the Ericast, listen to that one, Patrick Roan Enough. Just E N O U G H, kind of on minimalism and stuff. It's, it's sort of it's it's interesting. It's 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 a little different. Fundamentally, it's like it's the couple guys talking podcast. So that's kind of the the theme of it. Anyway, um, he was saying that Garrick Van Buren did kind of intentionally drop off the grid and just really sort of simplify his life. Um, have like you know twelve friends on Facebook and that's it, um, on and on and on. So very very interesting, very interesting. I think it was was it Patrick Roan or was it? It might have been someone else that told me that. 
don't remember. My stories are all blurring together, but that's okay. So anyway, um, I then just kind of randomly bumped into a post that led me to another post from Tim Ferriss. I had not heard of Tim Ferriss. Um, and what's interesting, I will quote this. This is out of 37signals. So you can go to 37signals.com. You can Google it. Or maybe I'll put it in the show notes. kind of depends on how I feel and how competent I am. And I'll just read this straight out of this blog post. And it was entitled, Diversifying Your Identity. And it says, with his latest book, which is the number one bestseller, The 4-Hour Body, Ferris is evolving out of being the 4-Hour Workweek guy, because that was his original book. He says, quote, I don't want to put out the 3.5-Hour Workweek or the 3-Hour Workweek. It would be boring for me to produce, and it would be boring, I think, for many people to consume. So, the 4-Hour Body, for me, was the opportunity to focus on what I've been obsessed with for a much longer time than time management. A big part of it was diversifying my identity. I didn't want to paint myself into a corner where I felt obligated to maintain a certain level of success, quote-unquote. Even if the four-hour body were to do far worse than the four-hour work week, I felt this was a necessary step for my own personal preservation. I also wanted to diversify the public perception of my expertise. I want people, hopefully, to read my material because of the way I deconstruct problems, not because of the specific subject matter. I would rather be in the same vein as Malcolm Gladwell or George Plimpton than someone, someone who's known for just being an expert on one subject matter. And it goes on and on about the different kinds of things that he was doing. And that's, ex- that's, that's my life right there, uh, as you'll catch from when we talk about the dweeb thoughts coming up uh, in a couple minutes. Here I've been struggling... I'm not really, I mean, I've I've been kind of like, well, you know, I am who I am, take me or leave me, but sort of struggling with the fact that, am I really that flighty, flaky, scattered, random, disjointed, that I can't focus on a topic or a theme? And Garrick saying, well, Eric, your niche is you, might have been sort of a, 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 the primitive germ or seed of the idea that now in society has blossomed into the concept of diversifying your identity. Because I'm not just an academic technology guy, nor am I just a you know, guerrilla urban gardener, um, nor am I Zeppelin chaser, or TV voiceover fan, or whatever it might be. Those are all in there, and I don't quite know what that... I've been kind of looking for that unifying theory that says, oh, well, the common theme is blah. But I don't think I have a common theme. I think I'm, I really am just sort of that eclectic. Hey, speaking of eclectic, um, with Thomas Gagnon, you remember from years back in the Aircast, he and I went to see the Michael Monroe concert. I did not stay long enough to try and catch Michael to get an interview with him, but... Uh, YouTube, Michael Monroe, very cool. He does like guitar and flute and then digital looping and stuff. I have a one-question interview I want to do with him, but as I say, this time it didn't quite work out. For the timing, I didn't feel like hanging around long enough to try and corner him and ask him my one question. But someday on the Aircast, that will be my topic. See, and there's an example of where did that come from? Well, it doesn't really matter where it came from. It came from my brain, and that's okay. So speaking of things that come from my brain... Uh, that is a segue that's not going to get us anywhere because what I'm going to do is I'm going to throw in the call from Matt. I don't, I honestly don't have any idea what I'm about to play. It's just labeled Matt as a call. 
and we're going to hear what he had to say right now. Hey, Eric, it's Matt from California, and I'm about 10 minutes into your show, and you're talking about the Twin Cities, because I said MSP. <laughs> That's hilarious, the Twin Cities. Um, and you're right, if I'm ever on a speaking circuit, I am going to do exactly that. I'm going to call ahead and get some information. But anyway, the reason that I called is John and I went and saw Brad Paisley a few years ago, um, and uh, one of the best concerts ever, by the way. We saw him here in Stockton, and when he did the when he introduced the band, um, he actually said, you know, he introduced everybody, but he said that they were from cities that we would know, like even little tiny little towns, Lodi. I mean, we were like, whoa, his drummer's from, you know, from Acampo, which is a town of about a thousand people very near where we are. Like his whole band is from northern-ish California. And I thought that was so cool. I had no idea it was like a homecoming for these guys. Well, this is when we were still doing a podcast, and uh, Don and I mentioned on a podcast that one of our listeners from, um, I think it was a listener from um, the cornfield of central Illinois, and they said, they've seen Brad Paisley, and he does the same thing everywhere. <laughs> he does his research. Somebody does research, and then he just reads it off. But I thought that was pretty clever. So when I become famous, and I'm paid to go to other people and speak, I'm going to do that same thing. I'm going to, I'm going to, incorporate the Brad Paisley thing and, uh, and your idea of calling ahead. So anyway, uh, that's enough for me. And it's time for you to get back to your episode. See you, Mike. Well, thank, thank you, Matt. And it's time for me to get back to this episode. So that kind of works out pretty well. Um, I, yeah, I remember hearing, I remember your, I remember your call now from all, you know, four or five weeks ago. Um, and uh, interestingly, since it speaks for itself, super cool. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, remember how I talked about the whole Get Motivated seminar thing and the fact that I better get myself down to Des Moines because I really don't think they're going to be around that much longer? Well, in the meantime, apparently the Get Motivated, motivated Get Motivated, Get Outmoded, the Get Outmoded seminar, because that's what it is now, is no more. Yes, indeed. Apparently, the Get Motivated seminar is, they, they went under, they folded, they canceled a couple uh, shows, and then they like closed their doors, they cleared out the offices. Uh, they're just gone. In fact, I'll do a quick, um, if I go to getmotivated.com, the site was down for a while. Um, so now it, um, now it actually loads, but they don't reference any upcoming seminars and I'm not going to spend a bunch of time having you listen to me mouse around trying to find what the latest news story was but as of a couple weeks ago yeah they're 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 gone 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 so that will not be a speaking circuit where they get to come and say hey hello Des Moines yeah no they actually didn't do that they, they knew how to pronounce Des Moines when they were down there okay so dweeb thoughts time couple random things. Um, again, I'm not going to set them up because you're just going to hear me talking about them. In fact, I've already said too much about them, so it's time for this week's Dweeb Thoughts. Hi, I'm Jason DeRussia from WCCO-TV. I'm the Good Question Guy, and I've got a good question for you. What's your number one source for Dweeb Thoughts on the Internet? Well, if you're like me, it's EricCast.com. I've been thinking a lot about Solid state servers. So let me sort of put that in a bit of a context. Sitting in my basement, sub basement, fourth level at home, 
where the Aircast Studio A is, off on the side is an old e-machines. And the only thing that the e-machines does, so lately it's been doing some Picasso photo face recognition rendering thing, but it's got CrashPlane running on it, and it has a 3 terabyte USB drive attached to it, and it takes files and puts them on the USB drive. That's probably not the most energy-efficient way of doing that. So I was talking with a friend uh, the other day about the Pogo plug, which he had, and it was great, and then at some point, one too many power outages or something, he said it it just ended up dying, um, crashed hard once too often. But I was thinking about that, but like I use CrashPlan for my backup stuff, so I can't do like something that's just network storage. I need something running on it. I think you can flash at least some of the old Pogo plugs to uh, have be like a uh, an actual Linux machine. There's probably a Linux CrashPlan version. I you see. I don't know. I'm just thinking that I don't need as much processing power and the fans and the cooling and the power supply. I don't need as much as I'm throwing at this current machine. And yeah, I know that if they're not working as hard, they're not drawing as much power, but still, there's a, there's a lot of overhead. I mean, that thing's at least, at least 100 watts just to idle, I think. So there's got to be a better way. So I've been thinking about the solid state world of, of stuff. If you can get something like a pogo plug or give it a few years and maybe uh, some of the new solid state laptops will be available and just be kind of you know, older, um, maybe a low power Gosh, I wonder if you could do a low-power power supply with no hard drive and then just like a flash drive. I know that flash is not really good for uh, for read-write uh, random access, and it, will, it would eventually go bad, but it's so cheap that maybe it's not a big deal. I don't know. Uh, so those are some of the things that are rattling around in my head. If you've got any thoughts on uh, on that sort of topic, how do you do a flexible but low-power server typically for storage, but not necessarily just for storage, let me know. 206-339-3742. Much to my wife's chagrin, I'm revisiting a project that every year or two I come back to, and one of these years I just have to have it done and figured out. This might be the year. I'm not too sure. I have my Aunt Esther's old 8mm films. Uh, most, uh, mostly shot in the 50s, some 60s, um, sitting in my basement. 8mm films, they should be converted to a better format. I've put a few of them out on YouTube kind of as a proof of concept. Hey, is this good enough? Let's see what's on them. But the old project onto a screen and point a camera at the screen and record it just you, it it's so flickery or you get a weird phasing this darkness thing where it kind of throbs in and out uh because which i'm sure you know it's the it's the whole film projector projector shuttery um flicker thing that our eyes don't notice but a camera does well i can send these out to be converted but even at like the cheapest i've found for moderately okay is about 14 cents a foot and I have thousands of feet of film they're all 7 inch canisters and I've got probably well over a dozen couple dozen of those 
that's a lot of money. Once you get up into the high hundreds, you know, close to a thousand, maybe more. I mean, you're talking real money. So that's not going to help. Hmm. So do I want to do this myself? Well, once you've seen one of your family's old films get jammed and, and burn up, you can resplice it, but, uh, burn up in the projector, you realize, hmm, maybe taking this old film and putting it in front of a 500 watt incandescent bulb is not a good idea. So my latest thing to ponder is, I wonder if I should try to pick up an old and the short answer is you can do this, and there are conversion projects on, on the web. It's just, they're not really step-by-step instructions. I wonder if I should try to pick up an old but not vintage 8mm projector and convert it to an LED bulb. And if I do, then then what? Then what do I actually um, convert it with? Um, do I take the lens out and then try to do like a camera zoom onto the frame, go frame by frame, and if so, what software do I use to actually capture the frames? That takes the screen out of the equation, but you still have something going on. So something i got to figure out. Now, my wife points out, look, you're never really going to get rid of these films anyway, so why bother messing with them? But A, they are eventually going to deteriorate if they haven't already, so it should be done now rather than 50 or 60 years from now. But the other thing is with high def, we're now at a point where the, the conversion does capture the fil- the full film quality. All those people in the 80s where they converted their 8mm films to VHS tape, that was really not smart because 8mm is much higher resolution than than just VHS tape. But it's not really higher resolution than HD video. Though as a uh, old friend of mine who's in this business professionally did mention, it kind of depends on the original quality of the video itself because... Blurry standard definition looks about the same as blurry high definition. It's just a lot less expensive than blurry high definition. So that's something I've got to kind of sort out. But uh, my latest back-of-the-mind technical project is, given how much it would cost to just send these out, I wonder if I want to set up for myself some sort of 8-millimeter telescene uh, film conversion. And if so, how would... How would I do it, and is it a wise way to spend my time? Uh, 206-339-3742, if you have any thoughts on that or experiences, I'd love to hear about them. Um, otherwise, just uh, just uh, just keep me in mind when you see people working on feudal technology projects. This this might be one of them. And now, back to the Ericast. Okay, I think that's going to do it. Uh, I might as well make it nice, neat, tidy, wrap it up, and here you go. I really hope I'm going to be back next week. I'm sure I'll be around someplace, but who knows what I'm going to diversify my identity into, and maybe podcasting will be included or not. I don't quite know. Um, so, as always, hasn't changed in years. I need you to keep calling to keep it keep it alive. 206-339-3742, the listener feedback line. Uh, give me some feedback. Let me know what do we should do next. Cheer me on. Inspire me to get another podcast out on a more than monthly cycle and we'll see what we can come up with. I really I I want to I want to get back into the groove. You can tell I'm a little bit loopy or punchy from the fact that I've got like weeks worth of pent up stuff that just needs to be shared. So let's figure out how I can get in back into the routine. Um, inspire me, do something do something to spur me on to uh, to another podcast and with that in mind, I will say with with 
hope <laughs> with I I'm just gonna say it. Until next week. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Ericast from Ericast.com. Visit us at www.ericast.com.